Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Talking Jacks Extra. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, uh, Ben Gosshorn. How are you doing tonight, Ben? Sorry I stuttered on your name a little bit. <laughs> I was afraid I stumbled into the wrong podcast. I haven't, haven't had that happen yet. Well, this but... is the second podcast we've recorded together today. Uh, but no, I was caught in between calling you Ben or the Soccer Goose, and I was like, which one do I? I was like, eh, eh. I'll just go, and then I paused, so awkward. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. You're the you're the more famous member of this of the podcast. So, you doing <laughs> okay the, though? <laughs> I am doing good. Yeah. <laughs> to answer the question though, I I am doing pretty darn good, all things considered. Yeah. How are you doing tonight? I can't complain. We uh we moved into a new office at work, and it is it's just killer. Oh. Uh, we were in, nice. in, we were in a really crappy office before, um, which I, calling it an office would be generous. Uh, I work for a pretty small company, oh, so there's yeah. only about twelve of us, I think, that work in the office. Um, but we just moved a little bit further into downtown Greensboro, and moved into nice. like a, um, a, I don't even know how what to call it, like a loft almost. It's like a, it's like a big loft. It's like exposed brick and ginormous ceilings with steel beams going through you know very modern and all that wow um super nice furniture uh funnily enough the steel is from the bethlehem steel company so uh i had that to laugh about the other day when i saw that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's been a good week for sure and we just recorded a few minutes ago or a couple hours ago we just recorded a for your other podcast, an interview with uh, Hugh Roberts. So that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So it's been a good day. That was really good. Good podcasting day. Yeah. Any day you can get two podcasts in that go well is a good day. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. So uh, we got a little bit of news to kind of cover. We talked about this briefly in our last episode, but I wanted to give it kind of the attention it deserves because um, it's a big deal. I felt bad because I didn't know about some of the other players that got called up. But uh, three of our players have been – called into their national team um it's preliminary rosters for the gold cup uh but i have a feeling i have a feeling kevon george and mikhail maria are both going to make their uh 23-man rosters and andrew gutman i think has a chance he was in some of the press that has come out he's one he was one of like four or five players i think that said they could earn their first cap in the friendly uh mm-hmm. that come that's in a couple weeks against jamaica for the u.s men's national team so i think um it looked they're going to have a uh, joint camp after this following Pittsburgh game um, in Maryland. So I believe Andrew Gutman is probably going to stay behind and head to Annapolis, Maryland to meet up with the U.S. men's national team and the under-23s. They're going to have a just a big joint camp for a week of training and uh, com- leading up to the June 5th friendly against Jamaica. And then at that time, they'll I think they'll have – the roster trimmed to 25 or 23. Um, and so we'll see if Andrew Gutman makes the, makes the cut. He, you know, he's, he's probably got a large hill to climb in terms of, um, I don't, I don't know that a USL player has ever represented the national team, us men's national team, um, for any camp or friendly or anything. So to do, to do it for the gold cup would be a massive accomplishment. And it would, it would, yeah. I mean, he's got to jump up over, over a couple of guys on the left back depth chart, uh, but you know he's in camp, so he's got a chance, which is which is really cool to say. Um, so really happy for him, and then obviously happy for Kevon and Mikel as well. Um, I think you know Kevon is really important player for Trinidad and Tobago, so I definitely think he'll be 
uh, involved in their Gold Cup run. Uh, they, you know, they're a team that could, you know, Cordell Cato could be involved in that as well. Former Independence player. Um, he off, is, yeah. I obviously, that, we yeah. saw um, saw what they could do um, down in Trinidad in 2016. Yeah, or was that 2017? <laughs> yeah. That I think it was actually uh... 2017 that that happened. Um, yeah. Regardless, Kevon, you know, Kevon was probably the one of the best players on the field that game. So obviously, he's you know he's a great player for his national team. So. Really stoked for these guys, you know, to, to play for their national team at, on the on the big stage, um, and I just felt like I wanted to give that the attention uh, that it deserved for the that accomplishment. So, any other news that you can think of before we uh, do this interview? No, nothing. Uh, nothing too distinct, but uh, happy to share this interview with you. It was a good time with Justin as always. Yeah, we got to talk to Justin from Mongols. Uh, it's great, great talk. It's about 30 minutes, so uh, we won't keep you too much longer, but I will say um, be looking out for that episode of Amateur Hour that we did with um, with Hugh Roberts. That's Ben's other podcast, if you don't know. Uh, he and Ben, or Ben and Chris, excuse me, do a really good job covering amateur soccer, and if I might say, uh, that, sh- that is probably a better podcast than talking jacks um so i i really enjoy it so if you i think if you guys care anything about soccer um especially just stories hearing people's stories how they got into soccer um and 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 from just kind of a pure a pure standpoint because you know you guys aren't you guys don't talk about the professionals these people don't get paid uh for the most part there's a there's a couple exceptions to that with some of the mpsl rules and stuff but um I, if you're interested at all in soccer, definitely check out um, Amateur Hour. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll roll this interview with uh, Justin, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with Justin Ashcraft of Mongols, which is a podcast uh, that covers Pittsburgh Riverhounds and all things uh, kind of that world. So how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for letting me join your show and letting us cross post this and get it out to our listeners too. I appreciate you guys a bunch for always willing to talk soccer. Always willing to talk soccer. Yeah, I mean Ben is on about six soccer podcasts at any one time, so uh, we are definitely always down to talk soccer. So, uh, yeah. Ben, do you have anything you'd like to start off the top with? Um. Yeah, I guess let's start off with a uh, a very Lily Ball type question. How has because uh, I'm looking at some stats here, and it looks like uh, Pittsburgh is one of the most uh, the highest rated tackle success rates clubs in in the league, quite frankly. Uh, and they've also um, uh, faced a very low amount of shots per matches. So, so how has the defense been this year? Because it feels like. Based on the sheer goal volume, it maybe hasn't been exceptional, but um, some other stats may lean some other directions. So how has the defense been this year? Yeah, um, it's interesting you asked that question because we had this exact discussion uh, you know, on a Mongol show a couple weeks ago. And I think that there is just um, when you look at that in combination with our goalkeeper statistics, that's where everything falls apart, right? So mm. our def- our defense is great. Uh, our defense yeah. hasn't, you know, our defense has been just as good um, as they were last year. And I think 
um, uh, have arguably had a, a really, really good season. I mean, you look at a guy like Jordan Dover who gets called up to Guyana's, um, Guyana's uh, Gold Cup provisional roster at least. Um, and then Greenspan and Adewale are two of the top center backs in the league, I think. Um, and then you throw Ryan James on top of that, who has been, you know, around the USL a little bit. Uh, I, I, all three, all four of them are, are great defenders, really good defenders, really good ball winners, good tacklers. Um, and so all of those stats that you just said are, are completely true. I mean, these guys are really, really good defenders. For some reason, though, our keepers this year can't keep the ball out of the net. And I think it's interesting that Dan Lind last year was until the last week of the season was in the lead for uh, Golden Glove. And then uh, this year, our goalkeeping has just been um, horrendous. So um, I think that there there's an issue there that I think that the Riverhounds need to deal with. And I think they're they're trying. I mean, we signed another keeper in Austin Pack who has started our Open Cup game and another game, you know, and the the half game that we played against Memphis last weekend. So um, it's just interesting. But I think our defense has been really good. Um, and I think so that that has stayed consistent with, with Lily this season. So would you say kind of moving on from, or moving deeper into that question, would you say that it's, high quality chances you're giving up or are they just, or do you feel like they're more savable shots that aren't getting saved for whatever reason? Yeah. I mean, so like my opinion of goalkeepers and, and you guys can jump in on this cause you guys have a couple good ones as well. Um, I think my opinion on a goalkeepers has always been that like you, there's a certain percentage of shots that right. You're, you're supposed to save They're They're right at you. They're soft chances. They're, you know, there's a certain percentage of those that you're obviously supposed to save, but that's probably a lo- like less than 50% of shots are going to come directly at you or going to be easy saves. But then there's another percentage of shots that you like probably should save, but maybe not, you know, like, but probably should mm-hmm. still, but they're tough saves, but they're just goalkeeper saves that you've got to make at some point. And then there's the shots that no one's going to save, right? That are like just excellent shots, great chances, all that kind of stuff. I say we're we're giving up. I mean, a lot of the ones we're giving up that are turning into goals, especially, are those like they're savable, but maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe not. And I think that there's times where you know, like we, I think a couple weeks ago against Charleston, uh, a guy dribbles around three defenders and then chips. Like the goalkeeper had his like near post. And like was at the near post, and somehow he chipped it over his inside shoulder. It was like you've got to not let that happen. Um, and I think that there's, I mean, but they you go back in that play, and defenders have to be making plays right. um, and not letting not letting them get dribbled around. But if you're getting that close to the keeper and being able to chip him near post like that, I think you have to be able to at some point as a goalkeeper, you have to be able to make a save to keep your team in the lead or in the game. And I think we've made enough saves and we're scoring enough to keep to stay in the game most of the time uh, based on our record and and only one loss. But like we're just not making the saves to win games at this point. Um, And at some point that has to happen. So let's take kind of maybe a baby step back and just kind of look at the season overall as a whole. Um, Do you think. So far, I mean, it's been eight games or eight and a half, but you don't have to wipe yeah. the half away because that's a new yeah. rule. Um, <laughs> but 
Do you think so far, you know, Pittsburgh is underperforming or towards expect uh, expectations, or do you think it's more like, um, you know, they're they're expected to be a little bit of struggle or anything like that? I going into the season, I did not expect there to be this much struggle, right? So I think that there, you look at you look at kind of around the East and what everybody did, sort of around the East was went out and got attacking pieces. You look at Nashville, went out and got Cameron Lancaster and Dana Rios. You look at uh, you know, Louisville always always seems to have somebody who can attack. You look at um, Tampa, and they went out and got some attacking pieces. And I think almost everybody went out and figured out a way to score more goals. And I don't think that Pittsburgh was the exception to that. I mean, they went out and got uh, Christian Valeski. They went out and got um, Steven Dos Santos. So there's, like, they went out and got pieces. And that's still adding Nico Brett, who I think was the fourth or fifth top scorer in the East last year. So I think that they're... You know, it's not like we lost those sorts of pieces. So I think that we, I did not expect there to be this much struggle. However, I think you look at our record from last year and we had the most draws in the league by far, I think. Um, we had, you know, and so looking at it, this and saying, okay, you've won two, lost one, and you have five draws in your eight games is not surprising for a Lily team at all. I just think a couple of those games, Charleston were up 2 nothing with 20 minutes left in the game and give up two goals at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth- Bethlehem, we led <clears throat> twice, one nothing and 2-1, to one, and ended up tying that game. Um, so I think that there's just, there was times this season that I think just to save here or there um, wins us a game that we should have won. But I think overall, I don't think we're underperforming. I just think we haven't gotten wins yet this season. Now, looking at our schedule going forward, um, and this is not an insult to you guys directly, but I think looking looking at our schedule going forward, there are some winnable games in the next five or six for us. Um, it should have started with Memphis last week, but um, we'll I'll keep my thoughts on that to myself. Uh, <laughs> but it should, have, it should have started with Memphis last week, but I think you know we have a couple games here coming up, other than the Red Bulls in our next five that are winnable games against teams on the lower half of the table, just like we are. So I think there are winnable games that could turn our season back to kind of what I expected the Hounds to be at the beginning of the season. But overall, I don't think we're underperforming. Gotcha. Okay. Well, kind of following up on that, you, you've, we've talked a little bit about goalkeeping and how that might be maybe the biggest weakness so far. Are there any other areas of weakness that you've identified through the first eight games that uh, maybe needs to be improved also yeah so i think the other thing for me is passing um and i think that's it was interesting i was looking at the stats um last week to prepare for a mongols cast about just kind of a season in review so far on our on our bye week last week but or two weeks ago um but there were we were 33rd out of 36 teams in number of passes attempted oh wow and and we had the lowest pass completion percentage now i will say it doesn't surprise me because i think pittsburgh plays on the counter a lot of times so like there's a lot of times where long balls aren't going to be completed and all that kind of stuff so i'm not surprised that our our passing percentage is in that lower half but like i also am really surprised that we've also attempted the lowest number of passes and it's just like there hasn't been a whole lot of games where we've had the majority of the possession or at least put a long string of possession together Um, So I think that impacts um, teams that later in the game, they can kind of come at us with a little bit of intensity trying to tie or win the game because they 
they haven't had to kind of chase us all game long or chase us even for periods of the game. So that one for me, and I think that that actually opens up another consideration of like team chemistry for me of like, I'm not sure that we have the chemistry that we had last year. And I think there are new pieces. And I think Steven Dos Santos versus Nico Brett forces mm-hmm. us to play a totally different style of offense because, because Dos Santos is going to be more of your target forward, um, hold the ball up type play, which is a different way than what we played last year where we were just trying to pass the ball around to Nico mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I think it just it, it's a different style of play. So I think that there are some chemistry issues that still need to be worked out even though a lot of our guys are guys who have either played for Bob before in Rochester or were here last year. Um, but so we'll see how the season progresses, but I think there are definitely are some issues to address. Cool. Yeah. Are those um, issues? I mean, you mentioned chemistry. Do you think there's maybe some personnel issues there too? I mean, you, I guess you did kind of mention, you know, finding the right combination there, but maybe think, thinking about adding a guy, you know, in this summer window so to speak but only have yeah i mean yeah 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 i think we could i mean i think it would i think it would benefit us i think our you know what i see is our biggest loss in the off season and i don't really actually even think that um it's necessarily unfixable with the guys that we have on our roster but i think our biggest loss was losing francois um i think francois has an ability to you know he has an ability to stretch the field to um, concern a defense to get behind defenses. And I'm not sure that we have that guy this year. I mean, Kevin Kerr is a really good player. Not not that fast out on the wing than what Francois is. Same with um, Nico Brett, who we've been playing more on the right wing. Uh, again, great player, not as fast as Francois, so doesn't have that ability to go ahead and stretch a defense that way. Um, and so I think that that was our biggest loss. Now, we have some other creative players and some other players who I think can do it in like Noah Frankie, who is a young guy, Anthony Velarde, who's a young guy, but both of those guys are just kind of coming up through the ranks and mm-hmm. and kind of trying to even establish a starting spot on the field. Um, so I think that that's the challenge for them is kind of establishing their spot and then going from there. But I think they can. I think they can do it. But I think it would be interesting if we were able to add a speedy striker of some sort. Gotcha. Um, I got a listener question here that is kind of similar to what we've been talking about. Um, it's basically, which independence player do you think is the biggest threat to the Riverhounds? This is kind of throwing it back to, to you guys. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like tear down the, the Charlotte roster or like say that you guys don't have any good players. There's just, there's no, because of how good our defense is, right? And I mm-hmm. think because of how good our defense has shown, um, they can be over the course of a season and a half, essentially. Um, I, there's not many players in this league who scare me. There's not, there's not many players in this league that I go into a game and I'm like, oh, shoot, we might have problems with this, with this player or this team. I think that there, there are teams that can scare me at times. I think, I think Tampa Tampa obviously has been really good this season and, and has already beaten us to nothing. Um, I think there's there's other there's other uh, I mean there's a, in Nashville. I mean obviously once they get all their attacking talent on the field, I think are really good. Um, but I think it's just there's not many people in this there's not many players in this league that scare me. I think 
Adewale as a center back has enough speed to almost kind of negate speedy strikers. Greenspan has enough height, and Adewale does too, has enough height to kind of negate height as well. So there's nothing really that there's nothing really that scares me. That being said, I just think a good team performance always can scare this team. I mean, I think good passing. Um, we've seen that. I mean, Charleston kind of beat us with two goals in the last 20 minutes based off of just some good passing and, and good build-up play. So I think that that's what scares me more than anything. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, for us, I think our our biggest issue has been not necessarily the roster like you said, I think our biggest issue has been maybe some tactic stuff and some personnel stuff. Uh, and some of that is just due to injuries and, you know, stuff like that, that you know, soccer. Uh, yeah. But then some of it, I think, is first-time head coach trying to figure things out um, and not, you know, not picking it up as quickly as we had all hoped. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I guess maybe we were wishful thinking a little bit, but it happens. I mean, um, you know, the growing pains, I guess. But hopefully sure, there's sure. some – growth it's you know through the pain <laughs> yeah 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 right, right right ben you got any more questions um yeah i was curious on one thing so th- there have been four matches um that the <clears throat> the defense has allowed uh two goals in uh this season so far so what is what have those offensive do- offenses done oh i can't talk um <laughs> what have those offensive offense is done to uh, break down the defense essentially yeah yeah so I mean I think Charleston got us late in the game right that there were um, that was one of our two two draws that you know there was it was late in the game it was um, you know and they were just able to put uh, really some really good substitutions put some good attacking talent into the game and was able to just kind of break our defense our tired defense down Uh, so I think that's one uh, two Nashville scored on us on two kind of second balls off of set pieces, and it was almost just like our defense wasn't necessarily paying attention. One of those I think was savable, the other one maybe not. Um, and so I think it that was kind of the case there. And then our Tampa, I mean Tampa, the first game of the season just kind of dominated us. I just I don't. There was a little bit of sense from me in that game of like I just don't think we were ready to play that game. I'm not sure if it was preseason. I'm not sure if it was what had happened. You know, that was the second week of the USL season. So we had already kind of sat around for a week, played a college team when almost everybody else was playing USL teams. And um, so I just think we weren't we weren't quite we weren't quite up to speed in that game. Uh, and then our other two two goal games um, were Swope Park in the second game of the season. That was just kind of a crazy back and forth. We scored, they scored, we scored, they scored, and it was just kind of a crazy back-and-forth game. Um, and then I think Bethlehem hit us for two as well, and that was, again, third game of the season, just kind of another crazy back-and-forth sort of game. Um, so I think there's a little bit, you know, two of those, Charleston and Nashville, I can kind of say this is what, you know, and even Tampa, I can say this is what happened. The other one were just kind of crazy USL games that just kind of, morph into something that yeah. I'm not sure either team necessarily wanted or planned for. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely been interesting. Um, and like I said, I think that there's part of, some of those were defensive mistakes that I think could have been taken care of. But part of it for me is you just ask keepers to do some things sometimes. And sometimes mm-hmm. they have to be the one to keep a team in a game. And we just haven't found 
um, that yet, other than Lundgaard and now Lundgaard, um, who is on loan from Columbus, is now injured. So um, mm. we're trying to find that again. So I think it's, you know, our, our goalkeeper problems in Pittsburgh continue. But That's another rough. season and another goalkeeper problem. So it just seems to keep happening here. But Something in the water in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I just... A goal, it's going to be a bad thing because goalkeepers just won't sign here anymore because they're like, well, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get injured. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. Yeah, we had a little bit of that last year, but with center backs. Yeah. yeah. This year it's yeah. been – we have had less injuries in terms of volume, I guess, but it's been key players that have gotten hurt. So, you know, yeah. it's always something, I feel like. Every team's got something. Um, so you did mention set pieces. Are you at all worried that Hugh Roberts is going to get get up and dunk on somebody? <clears throat> uh, yeah, you know. I mean, he's, a good dude. he's a good dude, but I also look at our center backs. I think our center backs are good, and that's what it – both of them were second balls. It wasn't the first ball. Okay. Um, I don't. We don't give up a whole lot of first, first ball shots. I mean, I, I think Greenspan and, and out of Walleye pretty much own the six, six to 18-yard box. But, I mean, I think that they – a lot of times, sometimes when they get it out, we're not in the right position to keep the second ball from coming in. So um, I think that, that that's what scares me more than anything. But I think, um, but I mean, he's a good player. Um, and as much as I love the dude, I mean, he's he's a scary, he can be a scary center back at times. Yeah, we. So. I, I would say one th- one strength we do have is we've been pretty threatening on set pieces. We haven't scored a lot of them. But we've yeah. we've created a lot of good chances off of them, so that's definitely something to watch out for. Um, not just corner kicks, but you know, anytime there's a free kick in the final third, especially if it's if it's not out wide but not too wide, um, we have a guy, a couple of guys who can put a really good delivery in. We're missing one of those, um, Mark Hill. He's had a couple of really good free kick deliveries. Um, I don't think he'll be back. I don't think he's back in training yet, still. Or if he is, he's probably not fit to go at least not the full game because he hasn't played in maybe a month yeah yeah that's definitely an area to watch for Um, yeah do you have any questions for us i know you said you're going to cross post this to your listeners yeah yeah so i'd love to ask you guys a few questions and just see if we can uh get some information for our listeners so um one i mean i think you guys sort of addressed it um a little bit but like it looking at your roster i mean you guys have a lot of forward strength with enzo martinez and damaduro and and some of these guys who have a lot of experience just a lot of and even mls experience and and different things. So what, as you guys kind of look at your season and the early season struggles that you guys have had, what, where would you kind of put those struggles and, and what needs to happen for the team to kind of regel? I think we have severely lacked an identity through okay. the first few games. I think that's one thing um, we always had under coach Jeffries was we were going to, uh, play really pretty possession soccer and you know have a lot of intricate passes through the midfield and into the final third you know a lot of movement a lot of interchanging parts um when we hired this new coach a lot of the talk was that we were going to be you know very high pressing very active trying to win the ball high up the field and create quick chances that way but it hasn't really happened that way i don't know that um i think part of the issue was the pressing never really came together and we were just getting passed through really easily um, so we weren't winning the ball high up the field, and so we were having to build everything from the back. And we don't really have a great midfield in terms of creators. Uh, we have 
that's probably our biggest issue. We've talked about that a lot on our show is that we don't really have a midfield that fits together, at least that hasn't, that has showed itself. You know, we have a couple of guys who theoretically would fit together, but they've either been injured or haven't played together, those kinds of things. And uh, I just think we haven't found the really the right combination of players in the attack either. Um, so it's it's a kind of a combination of a lot of things, but I think it all stems from a lack of identity. Just try, haven't figured out how we need to play in order to, you know, be at our best. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like that holds. Uh, I was just like looking through your results a little bit, and it seems like that holds pretty true. Because like, you get a one-one draw against Tampa, you like get a one-one draw against Nashville, but then you like lose to Loudon. So it's like it seems yeah. like there's a little bit of some sort of issue there. That's like, if you knew what you were doing on the field all the time, then the results might be a little more consistent. Um. So what do you think, what do you, then kind of the reverse question, what do you think is kind of the biggest strength of your team so far? Like what, what has sort of who, or maybe what has stood out to you so far this season? Hmm. Um, I guess I would say as much as at times we've lacked an identity and and overall we've looked disjointed, I I think we've been pretty consistent with, getting quality chances converting those chances has been a struggle um that's that's one of the other things that i would say that we haven't been the best at this year yeah and in volume of chances as well but yeah you're right we do create usually it's not a lot but they are pretty decent chances but continue sorry yeah no because it's it's i think that's the most frustrating part is because most of the games we've played um, that even we've drawn in or, or just come up short and lost, especially at home too. Uh, we've just really lacked that final touch and that final uh, conversion to be able to do it. Because I mean, we've we were like you said, we have some some quality attacking players, and I mean, Enzo hasn't gotten on the into the goal tally, but he's gotten five assists, um, which is. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly where that is in the the championship rankings, but it's it's pretty wide, well up there. Um, I mean, he's in the the top five, top ten for that stat. I thought he had five, maybe he says four. Well, either way, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just I, I think if we can, I think the other thing we we've done better at this this year recently is we've started matches pretty well. Um, which we weren't doing at the beginning of the season, but then we kind of seemed to uh, tail off towards the end of matches. So we've kind of flipped that script where we were doing not so great to start a game, finish off the game pretty well. Um, so I guess to kind of answer the first question and the second question too, if what we need to turn our season around is to play a full 90 and really just get better in the midfield too. Yeah. I would also add, yeah, I mean, Andrew Gutman is definitely a, yeah. an area of strength for us. I know that's a, just an individual yeah. player, but he he had a couple of um, early season struggles, looked a little bit slow, uh, slow to react. I mean, uh, I think he was having a little bit trouble adjusting to the speed of the game. But I think here recently he's fully adjusted to the speed of the game, and he's really starting to um, dominate left that left side i mean he he bombs forward he's going to be bombed forward the whole game um so that's definitely an area 
it's it's an area of strength, but it can be quickly turned into an area of weakness on the counterattack. Uh, because because he is so high up and we don't really have a natural I mean the defenders we have behind him are typically not great in one on one situations out wide and we don't really have a defensive midfielder. Um and that is that goes back to something we've been very upset about on this show a little bit. But um so that that's definitely an area of strength. I mean last week he he made a Nashville defender look silly and caused him to commit a foul in the box that wasn't given as a penalty but should have been. Uh but he's had <laughs> he's had moments where he's blown past people and played quick one twos. He's got a pretty good left foot in terms of delivery. Um and, and he's also a threat to score a goal, to, you know, shot from distance or just be a little bit of a poacher in the box, which is weird for a left back to be considered yeah. a poacher. But I think both of his goals have were kind of poacher finishes. Um, so he's definitely an area of strength, I would say, um, you know, just from a a bright spot standpoint. Yeah. Well, on slow starts, I think when you go through the contract or like, you're on loan with this team. No, wait, you can't be on loan with them. You're on yeah, loan with this team. Like that true. can mess with your Definitely. that can mess with your head and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't blame that at all. Um, when you guys kind of look at your season, and I I kind of asked this um, on all my my preview shows last year, as you guys kind of look at your season, who who would you say is the best team you've played so far? Like when you look at kind of the teams that you've played, and I realize you you played eleven games, so you haven't really played everybody yet, but like. Who would you look at and say, yeah, that's a top team? I would say Charleston so far. Hmm. Um, and and we did have the disadvantage of getting Indy in like week two. So I would say pr- they're probably up there as well, but they looked a little shaky. But it could have been fitness issues because we re- it seemed like we really wore them down because um, we really stormed back in like the last 15 or 20 minutes of that one. But Charleston to me – I mean, they're just the model of consistency, really, in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, them and Louisville. Louisville's pretty here lately, but Charleston, you know, going back even further than Louisville. Um, but they, I mean, they absolutely destroyed us. It, I think it only finished like two to zero or two to one, or so. I, I don't even remember the final score line. But we were never in it um, outside of like maybe the first twenty minutes. We looked pretty good on the ball, but they scored pretty early and then never looked back. It's pretty crazy when you, um, like, when you think about Charleston. I think we talked about this among goals kind of at the beginning of the season. We were like, oh, who are the top four to five teams in the league? And everybody sort of didn't want to put Charleston there, but we're always like, okay, but they finished, like, between <laughs> two and six every season for the past seven. So, like, yeah. what would, yeah. what makes them any different, you know, this year? So, it is crazy how good they can be and we saw that too i mean they we were up to nothing on them thought we had the game kind of in hand and they just hit another level with 15 minutes left in the game and scored two goals so yeah. um definitely a good team definitely a good team i think that's that's it for me um and i'm yeah i'm excited about the game on on saturday and seeing what happens yeah we got um two silly questions that we're gonna have yeah. this is uh from our friend Matt, he asked, "What exactly is a riverhound?" Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. I mean, that came back in '99, so I don't know if there was a different thought in '99 of they needed to use a dog, and so we have rivers in Pittsburgh, so it's like river hounds. They tried to change it to river dogs at one point, and that well, didn't stick. There's so. a uh, baseball team that has that name, so you probably yeah. 
The yeah. Charleston River Docks, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, last question, also from Matt. And I this I don't know the the team owner's name, but he asked, "Why does your team owner's name immediately make me think of a character from SpongeBob SquarePants?" Uh, that's good. I mean, his name is Tuffy Schallenberger. So, oh wow, okay, uh, the dude's Tuffy Schallenberger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tuffy Tuffy Schallenberger. Yeah. Oh, Schallenberger. Um, wow, that is that's a, yeah, that's an all name, name team sure. right there. It's a name for sure. Um, so you could definitely put it up there with almost anybody in the league as far as the owner's names, but uh yeah he's a good dude i'm glad we have him around i mean he seems like a, he's really committed to the team like he's there all the time um one of the coolest moments i saw with him just as a kind of side story was last year uh for the playoff game um he our playoff game against bethlehem he actually um invited the rochester owners to come to the game and so he actually ended up bringing them out to the Steel Army tailgate before the game and, and had them, like, hang out for a little bit. And so we all got to thank them for Bob and, you know, all <laughs> this kind of stuff. And so that was pretty fun. That was a pretty fun thing. But he he's he seems to really care about what's happening um, with the River Hounds, and he's not just owning the team, but he's, you, you know, you'll see him there at every game. And um, so it's cool to, cool to see him around. And he's a super approachable guy, loves to talk, loves to chat, so... Um, it's fun to ha- fun to have him around, but you're right. Names have, like <laughs> friends or something. Good stuff. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and and chatting with us for a few minutes. Uh, it's always good to hear from from another, you know, podcaster who does what we do every week. Yeah, yeah, we love you guys too, um, and and love spending time with you guys. And so, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me come on and and talk some soccer tonight. All righty. Well, folks, that's going to do it. This will be the end of the show. Um, and hope everybody enjoys the game on Saturday, whether you're there in person or watching on ESPN+. Uh, so have a good night and come on, you jacks. <laughs>